Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express Network. Talk radio that informs. Talk radio that inspires. Talk radio that enlightens. Talk radio for us all. Welcome to the Coco Express Show Network. I'm your host, Aurelia Lyles, and we are here today live. And um, I would like to begin the show by taking a moment to really share some information with you. One of our, I guess, supporters, I would call her, um, who was so instrumental in getting us some of the amazing guests that we have brought to you that you can hear, listen to, and learn from, has passed away. Mary Moore passed away last week. And I have to tell you, she was one of the most amazing women that I've had the opportunity to work with since I've been doing this this radio show. And I was so saddened to hear of her loss, and it still bothers me a little bit today, um, but I have to say that I was so honored, and I am so grateful to have had the opportunity to work with her, to get to know her, and to share moments with her. Never once did she have a discouraging word, and I will sorely miss her, and my complete and sincerest condolences go out to her and her to her family. We have really lost a shining star, and, you know, I just hope that we can kind of pull it together and move forward without her. So, on that note, I want to get into the show, because we have a really interesting show today. Um, many of you know that the Cocoa Express Show Network also has another arm to it called the Village Mirror Etiquette Program. And, you know, today people are really starting to focus on being prepared for the opportunities that present themselves to us, preparing our youth for those same types of opportunities. And right here, right now, we have um, a woman who's going to join us. Her name is Shannon B. Mason, and she has done something that I have been preaching about from the rafters for our athletes for the longest, and I am so glad I'm going to have this amazing opportunity to talk with her, to find out about her organization called Full Circle Foundation, and it's also in conjunction with um, E365. Now, these are um, this is an athletic training, character-building, academic development program for student-athletes. Now, I'm not going to go any further because you have to hear the story told by her so that you can get an understanding. We're just going to ask the right questions so we can completely be totally informed about this program. I'm totally excited. Hello. Hello. Yes, yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <clears throat> Thank you for having me. I want to say I am so sorry about your loss. Sound like she was a wonderful woman. Yes, she was amazing, amazing. I, just amazing, simply amazing. Wow. But I think, you know, if if anything, I hope I've learned a great deal from her. Wow. Wow. Yes. Yes. Wow. Powerful legacy. Mhm. So, 
Now, let's get on to Full Circle Foundation and E365. What yes, is ma'am. E365? Um, basically, um, it's really Evolve Sports 365. Mm-hmm. The E365 is a program I designed um, based around my children. Uh, my son um, is now in the NFL for the San Francisco 49ers. And so when he first started to play football, um, I wanted to make sure, because, you know, when you have an African-American athlete, especially a male, there's a stigma. Um, trouble, women, drugs, and then money. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to make sure that my son did not fit into that stigma. So at home, when he was young, I would, I would actually interview him. Um, and how to answer the questions correctly, how to pay attention to what the um, the the sports people they're asking these questions because sometimes they can set you up. So it was things like that. We would talk about you know how to handle himself with peer pressure and you know the women, the drugs, and so all through high school we had these talks every day, and and then in college he recognized the things I was teaching in high school. He was like, okay, I see it now in college and now in the profession. So with that, while he was in college his senior year, he received two honor awards. Um, They are the actually highest honor awards you can receive as an African-American athlete and then as a football player. And so um, he did not know he was going to receive them. And the awards was for his character built for his character. So, they are they are like amazing awards to receive, and the fact mm-hmm. that he received two of them, they're two different ones. So one is the Prentice Scout, and the other one is the Don Key. And so from that, I developed a curriculum to everything that I taught him, um, I put into a curriculum. And so I have other children that are in sports that are going through the same process. So that's kind of basically how the E365 came about, the athlete development program. Oh, great. This is this is so important and I'm I'm like so excited to hear about a program like this and its existence because I completely understand exactly what it is you're saying. It appears as if as we've gone into this like multi-technological um, arena in our lives, we've lost sight of the important things like the soft skills. Right. Right. And it, it's those soft skills that, that make or break you nowadays. That's right. That's right. I think we, we've, you know, when you, when you're taking an athlete and you're, you're, they're already going through so much as it is. But it's that solid foundation that can that will continue to carry them, even for those that will go to the professional, because it's it's each each level is different. Each level mm-hmm. the peer pressure is different. Each level the their the demands are different. Each level the responsibilities are different. So you have to be able to teach them how to adjust to each level. You know, there's college, mm-hmm. there's high school peer pressure, which is you know on a different scale than college peer pressure. And now you're in professional, that's another level of peer pressure. And so I'm teaching these young people how to um, starting at home because Mm -hmm. the program also have a part that parents have to go through. So in order to go through my program, the parents have to go as well because it's not just the athlete, it's the whole house. And it is sitting down and saying, Hey, listen, you know, 
whose dream is this? Is it yours or is it your son or daughter? Once mm-hmm. we can establish that, then we can establish how far we're going to go because if it's their dream, then we're going to have a problem mm-hmm. because it's your dream. It's your vision. It's your shoulda, coulda, woulda. If I would have played, I would have been that you put on your child. And so now the mm-hmm. child is sent off to carry the weight of you, the family, you know, um, school, they're just, they're bogged down. So then by the time they get to collegiate, they're buckling. And then they get to profession, to the professional level, they're crashing. Mm-hmm. So this program deals with the whole entire household, not just the athletes, but the parents as well. Oh, this is amazing. Now, I was just sitting here um, not too long ago watching um, Just Right, and I was thinking mm-hmm. to myself, in order to, you know, as you've seen, those are diff- there are different levels. In order to get to that level and to maintain a certain level, it requires some, like you said, foundational understanding of what is going to be mm-hmm. required of you. And That's right. I think the reason why a lot of our athletes go out there and they crash and burn is because they don't have that understanding. That's right. Yes. and They don't. You know, and that's, and, and I think that, um, this should be a curriculum that should be included in the um, the school educational system because they need it. I mean, all all student athletes need something. I I was an athlete for a while, and the pressure is is hard. It's unreal at times, and you have no one that you can go to who understands. No, you don't. You don't. You. You're you're taught to suck it up and keep moving, but you know through this curriculum, it's it's I take the athlete off the front of their name, so it's like mm-hmm. okay, if you're John Smith, you're John, you were John Smith before you were the athlete. See the the mm-hmm. the at the word athlete in front is a title, so this so John Smith actually carries that title. He doesn't to the point he doesn't even know who he is or what he really wants. So in this through this program, it's like. We're going to take the athlete off the front, and let's just deal mm-hmm. with John. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go through even down to your friends, to you name it. We're going to hash it out. And so by time they get an understanding of who they are, then they can function better. Because at the same time, realistically, all over this world, you have in a household, especially of athletes, everybody's trying to make the 1%, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's not going to make the 1%. So you have parents just pushing your child, pushing your child. You're going to be a professional. You're going to be a professional. And then what happens if that kid doesn't meet that expectation? So mm-hmm. in this, we're teaching, hey, everybody, because that's what I did with mine. I'm like, look, just like, you know, you're, you're a wide receiver. You know how many wide receivers all over this world and country is trying to get to you, to that 1%? Then by the time you get to college, it narrows down. And then college narrows down to professional. So if you're not going to make the 1%, what else can you do? And that's, you know, he said, well, I could be a sports trainer and, you know, still be able to be involved in the industry. It's those kind mm-hmm. of talks we weren't afraid to have. It's like, man, that's, that's a, you got to really be good or you got to really have the favor of God to make that 1%. And he almost mm-hmm. did not make the 1%. He didn't go first mm-hmm. round draft. He went okay. as a free agent, but he was prepared. Now, what if I hadn't prepared them? What if I just was kept saying, because we did, you know, say, okay, you know, if you go to the draft, this is what we're going to do. But then it was all that, then it was always, 
but if you don't go to the draft, we're still okay. Mm-hmm. So when he didn't go to the draft, he was still okay. Mm-hmm. And um, so he ended up making, um, he went free agent and um, he went to Kansas first. And um, he did three months in Kansas and they had a big release. So for six months, my son was at home. People didn't know that. So, but if I hadn't prepared him, even though he had his ups and downs at home, it wasn't as bad as, as if, if, if I hadn't prepared him. Mm-hmm. But because he was already prepared, he kept going. And I even told him, I said, listen, you, you, you're going to have to get a job. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. I know you at home. But he Ubered, and he worked at LA Fitness part-time and still trained. So we were prepared for this. And then until he finally got the call for the 49ers. And he, he realized I still got to go do my job. And so it humbled him. But, again, what about those those kids whose parents didn't prepare them, who just painted this one one tunnel vision, you're going to be the first, you know, make the first round draft, and that's it. I'm not taking nothing else. So then you set yeah. your child up for failure. Yeah. So, again, in the program, we sit down and we talk about those things, the reality of those. I just, matter of fact, I just had a conversation last night with my niece and um, she, we were talking about sports and I said, listen, if you don't want to play professional, that's okay. But if you can get a scholarship and it pays for your school, then just do it just who paid for it. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, okay, auntie. She goes, I thought I was going to have to play professional and that's not something she wanted. And mm-hmm. that's okay. But if you're good enough to get a scholarship, and it pays for school, then get the scholarship and then keep moving. It mm-hmm. wasn't, oh, girl, you could, you know, you, you could be professional. We didn't have that kind of conversation. I was like, let it pay for school, and then let's get to the next level. So she was like, okay, that makes sense. Yes, it's okay it to have is. those kind of conversations with your kids. You know what I mean? It's okay mm-hmm. to say you don't have to be professional. And that's that's the thing that I would um, have with my son. Mm-hmm. I told him, I don't need you to buy me a house. I'll buy my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, and that's, go ahead. And yes, that's really important and it's really good because, I mean, trying out as a free agent, that is a very difficult task in itself. Oh, man. And, you know, the fact that he was able to, to, to make it based on that alone says a great deal about the training that you did give him. Yeah, it's tough. Mm-hmm. You you have, you know, a lot of them that still are not on a team. He has some friends that didn't make it. Um, and so mentally they're kind of down. Um, I mm-hmm. have a second oldest son. Um, he he was the opposite. I mean, he was he's better than his brother. But he was that, that kid that didn't put in 50% because he was so good. He's so talented. Where Jordan mm-hmm. worked hard. And my other one, he's like, I'm just I just got it. Well, it caught up to him. Suffered an injury in in, um, in high school, and then um, so he he wasn't able to play as much football as he wanted to, and so I'm dealing with him on a different level. It's like okay, your cockiness got you in trouble. Now he mm-hmm. wasn't disrespectful. He just was like he didn't want to put in all the work. You know, just put me out there, I'll show up. And I'm like, you can't do that. So now he's having to step back, and he's in college, and he still hasn't played yet. And um, because 
of the injury towards the end of his senior year. And so now he's trying to find out where he fits. So where he had plans to go to a D1, he's now in a JUCO. But at home, mm-hmm. and it's to the point we have these conversations. Okay, so now what you're going to do? He's like, I got to work at it. I'm like, that exactly. You can't use your um, just because you're so good and give a half of a job. And I used to hate that. But the, the sad thing is the coaches would take him at 50%. His 50 was really good. Now, and I said, now just imagine if you did 100. So I didn't accept it, but the coaches did. And I yeah. said, now look at you now. So, again, you have parents who would be like, oh, that 50 is fine. My boy is good or my girl's good. And, and they would accept it. I didn't accept it. And I was warning him, if you don't change it, it's going to catch up. And it did. And it got his attention. And that's good. And I think, you know, I really believe that, you know, we have, I, I call it a swimming pool, uh, really a pot of soup of athletic children out here. And a lot of them never make it as far as they could or don't do as well as they should because they don't have anyone to tell them, to teach them, to show them. And you know, the examples that you just provided, you know, with your own children is, a, a, I mean, a really good lesson for all of us. You know, you were there, you were willing to talk, and you had two different scenarios, and you were able to address each scenario and get the results that you thought that they should have, as opposed to the results that you wanted. And that's something that we need to also factor in and understand, because as parents, we put a lot of pressure on our kids, a lot. Mm-hmm. And then you have the coaches. They put an extreme amount of pressure on the kids. And then you have mm-hmm. the other agencies, like in, in, in high school, the NCAA and college, the NCAA, they have mm-hmm. their rules and regulations that have to be followed. And oftentimes our kids are out there with all of this stuff on their back, and they don't always know the reasons for everything, but they have all of this stuff on their back. And here you come. With the dictionary, with the explanations and the understanding, and you know what that does? That makes them successful, period. Mm-hmm. And that period. is, I, yes, that makes them successful, period. And that is what's so important. Now, you have the athletic training, character building, and ath- academic development programs. How does that work for your um your attendees so we're launching actually um we've been getting everything together um i have my son we started a aau basketball team and so um the boys basketball team has to go through the program so we're setting it up to where and like you said i my heart desire is to possibly get it in the schools and make it a mandatory even in college um, course that they have to go through um, because it will help not only them, the parents, and the coaches to be able mm-hmm. to be on a team together. Um, and so um, once we get everything, we're launching actually in June to we're doing our camp. It's a three-day camp. Um, no, two days, I'm sorry. And so before they train, they have to go through a two-hour session with me, and then they can go out and train. So mm-hmm. um, we're working on trying to – get it in some schools and, 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 or either setting up a facility where, you know, you can come do agility training, but again, you can't do agility until you go through the session 
because it's important to go hand in hand. It's going to make you a better athlete. Um, but back to what you were saying, for me, I had to use my kids as the example. And so having um, athletes, and I have a daughter who plays competitive basketball. And so she was um, seventh grade, and she made varsity in seventh grade. And so as soon as she hit ninth this year, she played varsity. And so we had an incident, two incidents, one, two different um, times, but I'll explain to you. So the first one, she went out of town with some friends. I let her get her, you know, get away. And so she had an AAU game that coming up weekend. And she calls me and she says, hey, mom, I need a break. I just, I'm going to stay an extra week. And I said, oh, really? And I said, well, how about we do this? You stay your extra week. We're going to call your AAU basketball coach. You're going to tell him you need a break so you won't be there for your teammates this weekend, and then I'm going to bench you. And then we're going to call your varsity coach, and I'm going to move you down to freshman because if you do this now, what would you do and, and when they need you at, you know, at, a, at a championship or any you know, time they need you and you call, hey, coach, I don't feel like going into practicing today. I need a break. So she started crying, and I was like, I don't care. That's not a decision you make. Make a long story short, she came home that Friday. And Mm. um, so she came back in time to play. And the coaches said to me, I appreciate you because you you were not only the parent, but at that moment you was the coach. And I told her, I said, that's not fair to the coaches. You still respect them because you're going to always have to respect somebody in this world you're always going to have to answer to somebody. I don't care if it's your job. I don't care if it's a teacher. I said, you respect your coaches. They leave their families to coach other kids daily. And for you to say you need a break, at a time that they needed you that upcoming weekend wasn't right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, it's te- again, it's teaching them the reality of how to respect not only the coaches, but even themselves in their teammates. It's, it's, it's not mm-hmm. about you anymore. So mm-hmm. the, I'm excited about the program. We'll probably house, you know, 30 to 35 um, students and just really, cause I don't want to go too many. I want to be able to break mm-hmm. it down because I really want to be able to have one-on-one with them, um, break off group sessions, Break, being able to break off group sessions and just mm-hmm. really allowing them to share their hearts. Mm. Because if you sit and listen to them, if you really, really listen to them, you can, you can hear whether that is mom or dad's dream or it is theirs. If, you, mm-hmm. if they had a place to just be free without being judged or um, told to suck it up and they can just share what they want or their heart, you'll hear whose vision or who dream they're living out. Okay. So basically you're getting into the psychology of the athlete and you're getting into their minds, which is where everything it unfolds. You you're you're mm-hmm. in your mind you can make or break an athlete. Just just in your mm-hmm. head. You don't have to move. So that's really important and extreme genius. Genius mom. <laughs> you go. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. So now, where is this program located? You're located in what um, geographic region? 
Dallas, Texas. So it okay. will be in Dallas, Texas. Um, we're actually, I have an awesome um, public relation person who just, Rachel, who's just really mm-hmm. helping me get it together and my business team, um, Victor, they're really helping me get it all together. I'm pretty excited about it. So it will be in Dallas, Texas, um, June 14th, 15th, and 16th. So Nice. This is amazing. Now, can you just give us a few examples of some of the things that you've experienced while doing this? Um, I'm sure, you, you know, you have, like, learned some lessons that you would love to share with our listeners so they can really understand how important a program like this is for athletes. Well, the the watching, okay, you know, it's when you get a contract from the NFL, and I think this is why I was so – um, even more adamant about doing this is you, you see on the news they're always talking about um, you know this player beat this girl up or this player wrapped a, a car around the tree and drugs and guns right and I always used to think I would say man you you got this far you got all this money but you still something's wrong like you're still acting out what's the problem and so. When I when my son got his contract for the 49ers and here he didn't get a signing bonus, um, he's had to work. And I and I told him I said we have to tell this story because people will look and think because you are the 49ers you got a nice amount of signing bonus. He didn't get no signing bonus. Um, he just got a two year deal, but there was no money up front. So he's been working. But it's amazing how you can use that contract to get anything you want. It is so dangerous. All you have to do is show the contract. You can get a house, a car, anything you want. It's almost like it's money. And do you know, matter of fact, we took him to go get a car. And I, because he he did need a car. And I said, um, you're going to get a basic car. He looked at me and I said, because if something happens, you need to be able to still make that car note. And he said, okay, mom. So we went to Mitsubishi, and we got him an outline. We just got him a basic SUV, right? Mm -hmm. So when I was talking to the dealership guy, and he pulled me to the side, and he said, you need to talk to every NFL parent and player. He said, do you know how many players that are rookies will come in here based off of that contract and buy a $60,000, $70,000, $80,000 car, and the ink is not dry? There's When you're a rookie, it's not solidified. Mm-hmm. You can be let go in a heartbeat. And he said okay. they will come in here, and even their agents, and get them um, cars like Hellcats and Mercedes and G-Wagons. He said for you to get him this car, and it's nice. It was new. I said, we'll black it out for you. But if something happens, he can make his car note. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And I didn't know that. that Yeah. Yes. I didn't know that with the contract alone, they can do anything. So that explains why we hear the stories of so many athletes being broke before (sighs) the year is out. That explains everything. That's right. That's right. We, we went to a certain bank and we were just opening a bank because I help him, you know, while he's away, I'll start to help him. And I said, we just opened a, literally a basic account, right? And the guy goes, he sees the contract, and he goes, oh, we'll take you up to our 
more um, exclusive um, private client accounts. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. thought, just, he's not putting nothing in the bank right now. He's just opening it. <laughs> He got his little check. I'm not being funny. I know if he hears me, he'll be like, Mom. But I, I'm like, you have to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. If you tell the truth, it will help a lot of parents and people see it's media paints this glamorous life. It's not glam. So we're sitting here, and they moved us up to the pri- private client. And I'm going, wow, off of a contract? And he don't have... Over 200 in the bank? Are you serious? <laughs> really? We, we, we're moving like that? But that's how dangerous mm-hmm. it is. And, and when and they have yeah, no one. The fail, they're just doing their job, right? Yeah. No one is helping them see how dangerous this is. You can literally take it and go buy a brand new house off of it. Mm-hmm. They'll wait for the money. The money may mm-hmm. not be there, but you can go get a brand new house if you want. Wow. Wow. That is that is mind-blowing, really. It is. Really. Oh, my goodness. And it ex- now I see, because, like, I watch Ballers. I don't know if you watch that show Oh, before. my goodness. I love that show. <laughs> Everybody should watch that show. Listen, yes, that show helped me out a whole Oh, wow. They're telling the truth. They're telling mm-hmm. the truth. If you really pay attention to the show, they're actually trying, even though it's good, and you just really watch it, they're actually mm-hmm. telling you what happened to these guys. Or if you get an agent and you start, you can't, your agent, you borrow money, oh, you got the interest that you have to pay back, the hole mm-hmm. you dig yourself in. Mm-hmm. But again, all you have to do is show a contract that has two years and six figures on it. And I'm telling you, you could have $70 in the bank account. But if you show this contract, it is a two-year contract, and it got six figures, what do you want? I told you, we're not going to use this. You're not going to use this to get what you want. Well, you're going to be smart because if something happens, if you get hurt, if they they do a lockout, you're stuck. Mm Mm-hmm. So I said, we're going to put everything we have into building this program as your backbone, as your, you know, God forbid, if something happens or, if, like I said, if the NFL does a lockout for a year or two or whatever, they go through their phases, you're not hurting for finances. You're not hurting. You're, you're going to still be out here helping these young people ch- get, have, helping these young people change their lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not yeah. only them, the parents. Yes, but yes. Yes, that contract is it is it's amazing what you can it and even to the clubs, I've never seen nothing like it. Because he, he said, Mom, I went out and it's like all you have to do is say you're NFL, who you are, and you bypass everybody in the line just to get in the club. And now people are lined up outside and you're you're just this celebrity. Yes, walking in. And, and just yes. walking in. And I said, that's a dangerous life. Yes, yes I understand because you go out and have fun, but that's a dangerous yes, the life. VIP, the VIP lounge is where all the money is drowned. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, again, it's 
really painting this picture and letting them see the reality of what's there. Yes, that is really good. And I mean, I, I, jeez, I'm, I'm blown away because I'm like, this is so important. I wish that they, that your program would have existed 10, 15, 20 years ago. Do you know how many thousands of athletes you would have saved? Oh man, it, it, a lot of them. And I, that's the goal now that we can start turning the face. So the program mm-hmm. deals from junior high to high school. Mm-hmm. So if we can start turning the face between junior high and high school, then we can give the professions a well-rounded elite athlete from the inside out and parents. Mm-hmm. Because you'd be surprised, a lot of the kids who disrespect coaches is because the parents disrespect coaches. So it's those things like, again, at home we have these conversations about respect, you know, and you can't, you know, when you get to a collegiate and professional, it's almost like you can't tell them nothing. I'm putting numbers on the board. I'm making y'all money. Do what I say kind of attitude. Well, mm-hmm. if you, not all of them, but if you go all the way back, you can see where it's coming from. Because mm-hmm. if mom and dad has fed your head with you're the man, they should be playing you, you shouldn't be benched, you should, then they carry it all the way to the professional, the collegiate and the professional. Mm-hmm. So, my daughter again, she was had a bad because when I go to her games, I sit at the top and I watch. So she was having a bad game. She she was pulled out. She flops down all the way at the end of her row. Now everybody's towards the front. She sits at the end. So she's like three or four seats away from everybody. And I saw where the girls were trying to get her to come down, get her head back in the game, and she would, and she just plopped down. So after the game, I went to her and I said, "Don't you ever." Let me see you do anything like that. I said, if colleges were in here, I said, they would probably wouldn't even give you the time of day. I said, people mm-hmm. watched you plop down with an attitude. I said, the, the team and the coaches were trying to get you to come up there, but you wouldn't. I said, so what? You had a bad game, and you're not the first nor the last. I said, but you don't ever, ever carry that kind of attitude where everybody can see you. So, for some reason, her ninth grade year, she kind of had, she was trying to fit in. Here again is the peer pressure. So I watched mm-hmm. her. I said, can you handle playing varsity? If you can't, it's okay to move you down until you are. I pay attention to those things. So the coach benched her a couple of games, and she was mad. And I said, you're benched because you made that decision. When you're ready to get off that bench, you'll get your head in the game. And I called the coach and I said, thank you for benching her. I said, because it is not your responsibility to get her off that bench. It is hers. I said, so either she's going to get her head in the game, catch up, and get herself off the bench, or she'll ride the bench the rest of the year. That is her decision. That coach was like, wow, thank you. Because you Mm -hmm. have so many parents who go, why are you benching my daughter? She's Mm -hmm. she's better than this. No, your daughter put herself on the bench. Or your son put himself on the bench. It Before reminds you go me down of the coaches. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it reminds me of a scene from Love and Basketball. I don't know if you remember that scene where um, she was benched and she was the first time she was acting, you know, disruptive. The second time she just put her face down in her shirt and cried with humility. Uh-huh. So I get what you're saying and I see it. 
Yep. Yep. So we got a lot of work to do. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, one one athlete at a time, one family at a time. And I think if we yeah. um, really, if I really, if, you know, God allowed me to really zone in that mm-hmm. this program is, is going to be huge and it's going to help um, the high from junior high on up. Yeah, it's going to help them develop the athletes that these coaches are really looking for. It's it's kind of mm-hmm. like it's a sad thing because you being a coach and you see a guy who's really good, but you see mm-hmm. all the trouble. But yes. he's really good, and you're like, man. But we need him because you don't have nothing else to choose from. Mm-hmm. So you kind of got it. You're kind of stuck with taking him and his problems, or her and her problems. Because mm-hmm. you really don't have anything else to choose from because we're not developing well-rounded elite athletes. We're kind of developing half athletes, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yes, it does. It makes sense to me because yeah. I, I, yeah. I completely understand. Now, how can people find you to find out more about your program or if they're in your area? I have listeners all over, so if they're in your area and they want to know more about your program, how can they get in contact with you? You can email me at info at evolvesports365.com. Um, we are on Facebook, Evolve Sports 365. Our website is www.evolvesports365.com. Um, the contact number is 918-861-6379. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you, I I was doing like some etiquette workshops with some of the um some of my kids, some in the community. And I wanted to uh-huh. know if you've come across this as well. Do the kids come to you like they know everything? Yes. <laughs> Cuz I'm do. like I'm like what? But you know why? Guess who taught them? Their parents. Well, guess who taught? No, not just that. Oh, the peers, the media. Yeah, the media. Think about it: Facebook, Instagram. So they think they know everything, Mm -hmm. and they know. And that's the sad thing is, it's dumbing them down. Come on, back, back in before all that happened, you, you, we was outside playing. We didn't know everything. Mm -hmm. We were kids. We learn, you know what I mean? We we were mm-hmm. taught by parents or aunts or uncles. Here's social media, everybody. So in and everybody is teaching them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So social media yeah. is teaching them. The thing they, that you know, I... They think they know the... Go ahead. Um, uh, no, go ahead, please. You finish. I was going to say, they think they they are well advanced, but you're own, you're, you're, but then the funny thing is they know nothing. Mm, yes. So they yes. think they know, but in reality, they don't know anything. My my daughter had a friend that came over, right? And so mm-hmm. she stayed the night, and I think this blew me so far out of the water. So they was in there making breakfast, and she said, uh, "Miss Shannon, what is this?" And I said, "It's a toaster." She <gasps> said, "What you do with it?" Uh-uh. And I looked at my daughter, right? And I looked at her, and I said, and my daughter looked at me like, oh, my God, I can't believe she said that. And I'm, I'm like, tripping, right, because I'm like, oh, this girl playing with me. Mm-hmm. No, Miss Shannon. I'm looking at her like, are you are you serious? Are you, please tell me. Please just say prank, 
pull out the cameras. Some mm. the girl was serious. She mm. did not even know what a toaster was. And I thought I looked at my daughter and I said, I think you might need to find some two friends. Like <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, and so it's they think they but yes, she knows everything, but she knew nothing. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So I didn't, I don't feel so bad now because there were some things that I thought was was basic knowledge, basic common knowledge that these kids didn't have. And I was like, is it me? Is I'm, Am I missing something? But it's not. They just don't nope. know. And they don't know they, they don't, don't know. know. Nope, they don't. They don't know they don't know. They mm-hmm. really don't know they don't know. It's It's amazing because social yeah. media is is what they consider their teacher. I mean, they're on it every day. They're they're googling or they're, you know, like I said, Facebook or Snapchat or Twitter. It's it's they don't know anything. And so it's it's sad, but and then again, if you have a parent who's not trying to teach them. Mm-hmm. And if the parent is doing the same thing they do, and so now you got a house, you got a house full of bigger they know but don't know nothing. Mhm. Yes. Yes. So, but yes. with mine, I have conversations like put that down, let's sit down, let's have some real heart to heart conversations about things and reality and what's out there and what to look for mm-hmm. and what not to look for and signs, things that my mom or my grandmother and they would have certain conversations with us, I have with them. So, yes. yes. Great. This was, this was just so refreshing for me, this conversation to have, you know, a conversation with someone who understands. And who's gone through some of the things that I've experienced. And I want to first say thank you. Thank you for taking the time out to see the need. Thank you for taking the time out to want to address the need. Because oftentimes people see the need and they do nothing. I appreciate you for stepping up so much. I appreciate for having me. I appreciate for having me. Thank you. You're welcome. So. We have your information on how to get in contact with you. So I want you to leave our listeners with some kernels of information that they will need. What would you like, what would be your last words you'd like to leave before we close out? Um, I would like to say, you know, life is a journey and it is a process. And embracing the process and not trying to avoid the process will save your life. It's when you try to avoid it or not embrace it that you miss the details of life because everything has a detail to it. When when we were created or you God created, it all has details. Um, when you are creating a building, the architect doesn't miss the detail. It's in those details that that building or that house is formed. So the same thing is just looking at the details of life and paying attention to the little details will actually save you. It will save your life. Great. Thank you. That was profound. And thank you so much. Now, I want to thank you for for being on the show and congratulations to getting your son in the NFL. And kudos to him for being a free agent and doing it with the, you know, with free agent status. That is amazing. And You are more than welcome to come back anytime to talk more about, you know, your program. Or if you just want to share a little bit of kernels of nuggets for for people out there, I would love to have you back. Well, I appreciate it, and I love to come back. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Have an amazing weekend. You too. Thank you. Bye.
You're welcome. Bye. Okay, everybody, we just had one amazing conversation with Miss Shannon B. Moore. She is the founder of Evolve Sports 365 and Full and the Full Circle Foundation. Now, if you had the opportunity to listen to the show, you will understand the importance of educating yourself. Educating yourself is probably the key to being successful in anything you decide to do, no matter what it is. Um, I hope that you listen back at the show. If you didn't have a chance to listen to the whole show in its entirety, do that and and listen to the words of wisdom that she has shared with us. Now, I'm going to end the show. We will be back again on Wednesday with another woman who is showing us that um, stepping out and listening to that little inner voice in you is, is important. So I want to say to you what I always say. Please, please, please follow your own dreams. Don't follow someone else's because their destiny, their journey is tied to them. It's not tied to you. You do the thing that makes you sit up and and, and pay attention. You do the thing that sparks interest and brings you joy and laughter. Do those things. Those things are for you. Don't try to be like anyone else because you are your unique you. There is no one like you. You are an original, a -a one-of-a-kind individual. Know that. Walk in that. And the last thing I will say, please, please, please take good care of yourself. Eat right. Drink a lot of water. Exercise. All these things are extremely important in your life. Your entire life, not just where you are now, but for the rest of your life going forward. If you are not healthy, then you cannot help anybody and you cannot help yourself. And no one is going to want to help you if you put yourself there because you will be neglectful to yourself. Now, I'm leaving you with that. I'll be back again next week and we will have more interesting dialogue and conversation and more facts and things that you can put in your little bag so that you can have whenever you need to pull out some information that will help you get through the day, the week, the month, or the year. Be well, take care of yourself, and God bless. Thanks for tuning in. For more content, visit us at thecocoexpressshow.com, Blog Talk Radio, With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.